are you looking to start a podcast like this? Anchor makes it super easy to get started with recording and automatically distributing your podcast to the most popular platforms all for free. You can create podcasts from your phone, computers, or bring in pre-recorded episodes and overlay them with free background tracks. Make money easily with no minimum listenership requirement. It is the podcast platform for all. Download the free app today from your app stores or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to This Dev Life, the podcast for developers where we talk about the daily life of developers, challenges we face, and how we overcome these challenges every single day. Join me and let's have fun together. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome again to this episode of This Dev Life. Yeah. You remember that face by my side? His name is Elijah. You could have had him on the last episode on this day of life. We've talked about his life, his daily life as a developer. So it needs no introduction. If you missed that episode, of course, go back and listen to it. I'll drop the card. If it's a video you're watching, you see the card up here. If it's the audio, you can just you know go back to the last episode. Yeah. So Elijah is back. It needs no introduction, and of course, yeah, I need yours no more. And on this episode, it's unscripted and We'll make Elijah pick a dev topic, a technology topic of his choice, and talk about it for 15 minutes. I may ask questions in between if I do, uh, but if not, he'll just pick on it for 15 minutes. And your time starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You got it. Wow, 15 minutes. I did not know that. Okay. Um, so I'll be talking about. I'll be talking about um, Go. I'll be talking about Golang um, and APIs and Go development and Go um, deployment deployments and Go. Right. So for those who don't know, um, Golang is a language that was uh, originally designed at Google by a team of engineers who had work on a few other languages in the past. Um, one name comes to my mind as Rob Pike, but I know that there was there were a lot more members of the team that worked on um, on Go. Really, really great guys with with uh, a lot of experience within other languages. Now, the language is designed in uh, 2009. That was when it. So right now it's about um, 11 years old. Um, the the main uh, the main reason for the design of Go, I mean, before Golang, the the software engineers at Google were mostly writing, I think they were mostly writing in Java, but they were using C for some other critical components. So the issue, uh, the issue with uh, with all those, uh, with all that is Google wanted a language that just had concurrency for, as a first class feature, right? Um, because, you know, these days we have a lot of um, we have we have a lot of uh, multiprocessors. We have a lot more powerful computers and languages. Um, and Google basically needed a language that would take advantage of all those features and um, build really powerful applications. So um, Golang is 
a language with extremely fast compilation times. That's one of the good things about it. It has uh, concurrency as a first class feature, which is which is really good. Um, and then it compiles to really small binary sizes. And so these are these are just some of the things that I like about about Golang. Uh, right now, Go is mostly used um, in uh, cloud uh, cloud engineering. So you're going to see a lot of all these cloud resources, uh, Kubernetes, Docker. So I mean, these these are just two um, two technologies mostly used in in container uh, container technologies, and you're going to see that they are written in Go. Now a lot a lot of there are lots of other um, tech, other container technologies written in Go. Um, if you if for example if you go to the CNCF um, projects page, the CNCF is the cloud native system foundation. You're going to see a lot of all these all these projects. You're going to see um, FTD. Um, core DNS, and a lot of them are written in Golang because because you know it just works really well for those kinds of applications. Now, Go is really easy to learn. For me, I mean, I when I started learning Go, I had already been coding for because that was 2018, so I've been coding for like three years at that point, and I'd used Python a lot. So I, when I started with with Golang, I just thought it was really close to Python for me. Um, I mean, Go was influenced by a lot of languages, Smalltalk, Python, you're going to see it's a pretty huge list, but the one that I knew a lot before I let Go was Python, and it was just like the, the syntax was a bit close for me, the, the way you look, the, I mean, some of those things, and it was, I thought it was even more, much more simpler than Go, than Python was to learn, because that was also one of the things that the Golang team decided to keep things pretty simple and not provide like six ways of doing something. Um, you want a loop? There's just there's just one way. You're not gonna do for a for loop, for off, for in, or objects that for each, or you know all these things. You're not gonna you're not gonna have all that. So you know that's so these are just some of the things that the Golang team decided to do. So it's really simple. You don't really have a lot to learn. I mean, if you just go through the Golang tutorials, for example, the official talk, and then you read the spec- specifications, at that point, you'll be pretty good to go. But for me, when I started out, I also used a, an online resource called goforsizes.com. So there are, there are a couple of like over 20 exercises where, you know, you're going to be, uh, where you're going to, you get to build something. So there's a problem statement and then you build something in Go and then the, the problem auto solves, um, gives the solution to the problem. And then you can just compare it to what you came up with and see if there's an approach. And sometimes there's like two different solutions for the same problem. So, you know, that was a very good resource for me when I was starting out with Go. Um, then I used it on a few projects at the time. And then a few months after I picked it up, I'd already been contributing to some open source projects in Go because it was just so easy to do that. Um, let's say you let's say you're working with a with a library now, and and the thing about Go libraries that makes them really different from others is that uh, the library is going to be on your computer almost exactly the same way as it is on GitHub or or whatever uh, source repository. So I mean this the, the um, so let's say you're working with a with a, with a package now you imported it. And then there's a function in there that you use it. But 
you should just click to the source and then you feel like there's there's a, there's a function you need that the package doesn't give it to you doesn't give you and usually packages are really light in go just like it like it's rare to see a golang package that has dozens of files usually you just see one source file and a test file for the most popular um packages just two go files and that's it then a readme but some of them of course you have a few dozen so on but those are, those are really rare so you're gonna just gonna go into the golang source file and for me i i would just add like something something like something that i wanted to do that's really simple just a minor change so i just open a pr against the package and then just just put it in there just a simple function and usually it gets matched or if there's a so the experience was just really good for me because up to that point i didn't really have a lot of experience with open source development but i've done some things on php before that i had a symphony module i had a drupal module those were in php but just being able to contribute to some of these libraries was was just really good and then that was the point where i started looking at kubernetes so when you when you talk about golang i think kubernetes right now is basically the biggest um project the biggest process project written in go the, the ecosystem is really huge the community is is, is vibrant things things move really fast in the kubernetes community so i had my eyes on google summer of code because at that point i was in my final year so i wanted to participate in google summer of code with kubernetes so i started contributing with i started contributing to kubernetes um i had some mentors there that you know that could really help me out with it um any users i had so you know that just happened google summer of code came on you know i got in then i contributed to the kubernetes dashboard project and then from there um i got a job with reflex reflex uh, is a company that provides kubernetes monitoring and kubernetes cost management and monitoring and basically from there my, most of my day job just revolves around writing go go code every day now go i mean I've, I've, from as you can probably tell i really love the language it's easy to develop things in go it's it right tests for functions it's it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> You've been on that one for years, right? Yeah. No, I mean, C# is really good. Yeah. Um I did I did some C# myself um and just a little bit maybe like 5% of what you, what you what you did or like percent or less. But something something like that. Just check that the syntax and it's really nice. Now go um I mean, really love the language. Um the 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 team is really nice and you you just feel like um i mean let's say you you you're looking for a package and then you in node.js for example then you see something that was written maybe in 2016 immediately you're going to be like oh wow this there's no way that this isn't broken yet maybe some of the other dependencies it's not secure enough <laughs> exactly well we go you you see a package in 2016 maybe it's for three source files the code is tight. I mean, if you look at it with today's eyes, you can't, you won't see anything there that, that shouldn't be written as, as it is. Like maybe, maybe there's a new language feature that you can take advantage of. The, the language doesn't change that much. And that, that stability helps maintain um, a good amount of uh, backward compatibility.
the language doesn't do too much. But then again, you writing in Go, you, you don't really have to invent a lot of other things yourself. So that's why packages are kept really light and work really well. Compilation is really fast. Kubernetes, for example, you have um, thousands of soft files. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure there will be over 1 million Go, 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 Go code in the Kubernetes repository. But if you try to compile one of the Kubernetes binaries now, for example, kubectl, in less than a minute, the compilation is done. I have you have a binary that you can run. So, for small projects or for hundreds of thousands of lines, less than a minute, you have it. You have it there. And so, I mean, it, it, same thing for the test that you write. There isn't a, they, don't, they don't take ages to run. Um, same thing, your like your images, for example, if you're building a Docker image with Go, you're just gonna have a single binary in, the, in like from Docker's scratch or distroless by JCR. You just have one of those base images and you have an image size that is really light and starts up in seconds when you deploy it to whatever environment you're using. So these are just some of the things that I really like about, about Golang. Um, easy to learn. Um, the type system is, is really nice as well. Um, I mean, you so strongly typed and that's something that is really good. Get it. Once once Go compiles, then whatever errors that might that may be in there are going to be errors of logic. But you're not going to have something sneaking up on you one time, for example, usually. But sometimes this happens, especially with um, memory leaks, where maybe you're referencing a pointer that's new, that's that that doesn't exist. You're trying to access a memory location that that doesn't exist. So those happen. But of course, there are safeguards in place. Um, prevent all those if you so, if you code in really tight i think a question i will have is uh how does uh, go manage garbage collection right um i mean i don't actually know much of the internal details though but i know that i know that uh go handles uh i know that it's garbage collected so it, so it does that right. but i just don't know like the specifics of providers yeah i don't Right. Maybe I'll give it a try. <laughs> when I decide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Ah, okay. So, yeah, gone, right? No, so, I actually tried my hands on it about, I think, two months ago or so. I just wrote a simple little word program and so I, it was pretty neat. So, I, the only reason yeah. I didn't continue in it was I had a lot of projects that was running.NET and I just couldn't make that. But, of course, if I have a good developer that I could hire to write stuff for me, oh. Oh, well and good. It actually yeah, makes me understand it more. Having someone write it for yeah. me, then me going through the code and seeing stuff like that. Okay, so now, if exactly. someone was to try to learn Go today, where would you tell them mm -hmm. to go? Go for sizes, yeah. right? Um, I'm just going to say that first look at the tour of Go. So that's tour.golang.org. So you're going to see if you just a few pages that you can just see the syntax. Then go for sizes.com. Um, so you just pick like two or three of the exercises and solve them. And at that point, you're going to have a pretty good grasp of, of exactly what the language is supposed to do. I mean, just a few months ago, I was talking to someone who had never written a single line of Go. And within within three weeks, she already had a PR open against the Kubernetes repository. You're kidding me now. You know, so that was, that was, no, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> wow. uh, so, I mean, that was, 
was, that was pretty good. Yeah, all she wrote before the end was, um, I think it was, it was just note on Python or so. But, you know, so that's so you can just do that easily. So just, that was just what I said, call go and then put the sizes. Then you can just go do whatever it is that you want to do. Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's 15 minutes of go. We actually clocked 15 minutes. We're about 15 minutes, <laughs> 30 seconds there about now. We're good. Uh-huh. I think I was yeah. adopting this method. 15 minutes talk about your tech. Boom. Did you just start? Did you just experiment with me or what? Ah, well, the 15 minutes experiment, yes. The topic experiment, oh. also, yes. Because before, I had already told the guests what I would, what they would talk about. For example, Lawrence, we already decided okay. we're going to talk about this. I actually had the topics in my head. But what I try to do now oh, is okay. I just think, you think of it, you talk about it. Yeah, it's pretty chill. Oh, okay. Experimenting all the time. This is cool. Just debugging the yeah. production. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. You're going to have a, a crash in production one day. Not really. <laughs> I'm not praying for it, but, you know, I'm praying for it. I'm praying it doesn't happen. Ah, it's not Yeah. Okay. All right. So, oh, thank you very much, sure. Elijah, for sharing your time with us, talking about Go on the unscripted part of this dev life so listeners if you've not been listening to this dev life before and this is your first episode please go ahead and follow it on your favorite podcast platform we are available on apple podcast google podcast uh, spotify breaker fm and of course you can go to my website daradada.com slash this dev life to get the most recent episodes and go through them so that's it any final words for us elijah before we Call it a day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, try to have fun. The times are times are crazy now with with the pandemic and so on. So, uh, try to relax. Don't get too bored. Okay, don't lose your mind. <laughs> um, you know, everything is gonna be good uh, soon. I thought that just said, yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, thanks very much, yep. listeners. Um, for listening to this episode of This Dev Life. We'll catch you again on the next episode. Bye-bye. Say bye-bye now. Peace out. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs>